Good morning, and welcome back to our Monday morning talks uh, for this week. Uh, we actually started a new sermon series. Mark kicked it off for us yesterday. Our sermon series is called uh, Last Words, and we're looking at some of Jesus' statements, his last words before he ascended, before he died on the cross, um, you know, and that kind of torment and that kind of torture. Yeah. Clearly what he would say there would be important. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're looking at some of his last statements this series. And yesterday, your statements came out of Luke. You want to remind us what they were? Yes. Yeah, I, I think when people think of the last words of Jesus, these would be the first ones they think of. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And uh, Luke... I was surprised. Luke is the only of the four gospel writers that records those words. And I mentioned, too, that <clears throat> Luke has the word forgive or forgiveness in his book more than any other book in the Bible. So that really got my attention. So I looked at all those in Luke. And uh, I would recommend for those who are struggling with forgiveness, do a word study. Do a concordance study on just the word forgive. And that will actually encourage you a great deal. It, yeah. it really encouraged me. And... Uh, got me going. And uh, anyway, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I never asked for more time to preach, but I did ask for uh, 30 minutes instead of 20, 25. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know yesterday uh, could have been a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and one of the things that, you know, we were just talking about earlier, and I think this is just helpful for for preachers, if anything, to think through, but you and I have had this conversation, like how I know for you, you struggle a little bit. You talk, yeah. to, I know you talk to me, you talk to Brian, one of our elders, you talk to Ellen and God, yeah. like sometimes transparency is hard yeah. in the pulpit. It's hard to know like how transparent to be. Yeah. Um, can you go too far? Yeah. Can you not go far enough, you know, like, cause just, I mean, you all, you share some of that, but I mean, even some of the, you've probably gotten, you said as much feedback or more yeah. from this sermon yeah, <clears throat> than any of your others here. And so people, yeah. people crave transparency. They want it. Yeah. Yeah. They like that. I remember talking to one of our elders, Brian, and uh, he said, transparency is always the better option. Cause I had another story there was a very good story about forgiveness that I could have used instead of my own story. And uh, that encouragement from Brian and you, and then uh, I ran the whole sermon by Ellen. I never do that. I just preached the whole sermon to her and she gave the thumbs up on it. And so, so that was encouraging part of it because she was in, involved another female that I was dating. And so I didn't want to make sure she was okay with that too. And, and uh, so that helped. And uh, this is the first time in a long time I've been really nervous and wondering, should I do this? Because yeah. you just want to, is it going too far? <clears throat> uh, so one of the things that I ask myself, am I being fair when you're talking about forgiveness in two sides? Am I being fair to both sides? And so I want to make sure that was in my mind. <clears throat> if someone from the Rockford Church hears this, which is very possible how would they hear this you know now i'm telling a 
one year story in 10 minutes. So you're obviously going to leave out a lot of things and people can say, what about this? What about that? Uh, so that was my main thing. I want to be fair. And if possible, if I'm going to err one way, I'm going to be more fair to the other side than to, to my side. And I even talk, hate to talk about sides about this because we're all on the same side in Christ in this particular situation. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad it happened. I think the sign on Thursday <laughs> that I talked about. Crazy. Uh, <clears throat> that's a crazy thing. <clears throat> yeah. 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 That was just amazing. And, uh, those are the kind of things that make you just praise God and just uh, thank him for, for his goodness. Yeah. That's what I picked up on. Even in your transparency yesterday, like I noticed it, I noticed it actually more first service. There are a couple of moments that were emotional for yeah. you. Then <clears throat> the interesting thing was, and I, and I've had the same issue. Like the emotional moments didn't seem to be when when you were talking about yourself, but when you were talking about God. Yeah. Yeah. How good he is. Like when you were talking about how good he is and you were talking about how forgiving he is. Yeah. That's when you got choked up. Yeah. So, and, uh, that's one thing I wasn't ready for. I just, you know, of course I always practice and what we were practicing before an auditorium, empty auditorium right. is a whole lot different. And I was not expecting <clears throat> the emotional aspect and after that, I thought, oh, man, I've got to do this again <laughs> after something like that. And second went okay as far as the emotional aspect. And, uh, again, the response was so encouraging. Yeah. I mean, people came up to me and said, man, that's my story. Uh, someone texted me about uh, the hardest thing is to forgive yourself. And he talked about that. And uh, there's just so many different things. And I read about forgiveness, how much uh, – there's a lot of emotional and even mental problems that come because of it. And uh, I, I had this, I was looking through my notes here in this one uh, psychiatric, uh, a guy in a psychiatric hospital said, if my patients could be assured of forgiveness, half of them could go home tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, what? You know, so it is, wow. everyone's had to do this business of forgiveness to some degree or other, obviously. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you asked the question in the sermon yesterday. <laughs> I kind of, you, we talked about it before we, we came in here and set up, which we're in a different area today Yeah, because of last night. Last night was awesome. It was. <laughs> with our volunteers, um, our appreciation banquet with them. But because of that, there's a lot going on here in the building. So we had to find a quiet corner. But you had just said your setup with, with Jesus was that that was the apex of forgiveness. Yeah. In all of history. Yeah. Jesus forgiveness on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of took that and said, now what is the apex of forgiveness in your My story, life. Yeah. in your life? Yeah. Um, and, and you asked me earlier as we were talking like that, I'm afraid to dig too much into that, even for myself. First service was really emotional for me yesterday, actually huh. just thinking through that. Um, we're going through, you know, I, we're looking at some counseling pieces for the church here and yeah. just some different things like that. And emotional and mental health is, I'm, I'm just really, no, I can't ignore the fact that that is a problem culturally yeah. and really just 
and where we live. And so with that, you know, we're exploring it, how we invest in the kingdom in that way. And with that, I'm going through a book. Um, and I actually started going through the book back in late November, early December by myself. And we're going through it as a staff now look, and looking to yeah. have it potentially be a sermon series this fall. Um, and just some other things with that, but just in my own personal journey and with some counseling with this book and other things, like I would agree probably the apex of forgiveness. I feel like I'm work. I'm working through it right now. Uh Um, and a lot of it does have to do a a lot of it. The reason it's emotional and raw, uh, a lot, some of it is tied to my dad. Um, and so with him passing away in the fall, that kind of, I don't know if you'd say like almost like picked a scab a little bit, but it really was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, I can either deal with this stuff or sometimes it's easier just to pretend like it's not there. Yeah. And I thought about that pretty hard. Yeah. But dealing with it, one of the things that is coming up for me, you know, some of it I can even tie back to a particular event as sort of that the beginning of it for me in my relationship with him, you know, as a child at the dinner table. But even now, it's really like this unwillingness to forgive myself mm-hmm. more so than even, I, I think I forgave him a long time ago, you know, and, and even in preaching his funeral, you know, like I call I called him my hero. He was my hero. Uh, I looked up to him um, in a lot of ways, but he is tied to the part of myself that I don't want to forgive <laughs> right now, you know, and I, and I carry that and I hold that. And I, I was, I just wanted to share. I, the, and I shared with you this scripture, yeah. the scripture that I think just was, was going through my mind then during your sermon. And then I, I was thinking about it cause I'm going through it in my own journey right now, but in Colossians chapter two, um, in verses 13 and, and 14, Paul says, and you who are dead in your trespasses and your trespasses and in the circumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Um, there's some cool language things going mm-hmm. on in there. That yeah. there's that word uh, for the record of debt, chirographone, and it it's this combination of words. But basically, it's handwritten, mm-hmm. and it just goes back to their time, like they hand wrote their debts. And so, you know, you could, you could look at it in several ways, but it's just, if I'm indebted to you, the way that that would have worked in their time is you would have had me write down in my handwriting, my debt to you yeah, and my commitment to pay it back. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, then you've got this <clears throat> agreement in my handwriting of what I owe you and at that point, depending on the levels of it, like I'm either enslaved to you, I could go to jail, 
yeah. for my debts until they're paid back. And that never made sense to me because <laughs> if I am trying to pay my debt back to you, how do I do that from jail? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that makes zero sense. But really, I think what it's getting at, because he goes on in verse 15, he says, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Like, there's a couple things going on. There's the Roman thing going on um, with the rulers and authorities and Jesus on the cross. But on the spiritual side of things, there's even these teachers of the law, Pharisees, spiritually, who have said, okay, here's the Ten Commandments. Commandment one, uh, you've broken it. Commandment two, you've broken it. Yeah, And you just go right on down through those. And when you tie the Ten Commandments to the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is saying, well, you've broken them all. Everyone. Yeah. Be sure you've broken all of them. Yeah. And here's this group of guys who are still living by, but you have to keep all of them. And so we're holding, we're lording all of this over you. And then here's, here's this scripture. And Paul says, he blotted them out. On the cross, he 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 blotted them out. He nailed them to so nailing your debts to the cross. Like when someone was crucified in that day, their debts people would come up and nail to their cross uh, as they hung on it. There, and it was it was why they were hanging there it was because of all of these different debts and um, and so it's just this picture of he's saying yours were nailed to the cross with Jesus. So you just imagine like all these pieces of paper <laughs> that yeah. would be nailed to the cross with Jesus symbolizing just my debts, not even yours. Yeah. You know, and it's like all of this and he, and when he says he blots them out, I was reading this, some things that Martin Luther said about it and some commentary, but that word is so strong and intense that blotting out, it means it, a, a better translation, he said, would be obliterate. He mm. obliterated them. And I think it goes into some of what, what you were saying yesterday, even with levels of forgiveness and how much capability, how much capacity even for forgiveness do we have this side of heaven? Yeah, We don't have his capacity. He's and a better forgiver than we are. I mean, because yes. <laughs> not only, I mean, this idea that he obliterated my my debt to him, like mm-hmm. not only did he get rid of it, not only did he wipe it away, but he has, he, he forgotten had, them. he's forgotten them. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't hold it against me. Yeah. In any way, like. It's like we haven't how, even. How capable yeah. are we? of that kind of forgiveness. Right. We are limited. And and I, I was actually a little concerned about that section because sometimes we're really idealistically in the ch- idealistic in the church, which is good at times. But uh, when it comes to full forgiveness, just what you said there, there's times it is not going to happen. Uh, and it could be, Someone has died, a parent has died or something. So you can't have at least full reconciliation. Uh, We can't blot out our memories. You know, forgetfulness is not forgiveness. But Jesus Jesus does forget, you know. So uh, there's just some limitations with some forgiveness anyway. And that's my situation with Rockford. 
well, they're never going to call me back to be their preacher again, you know, and rightfully so. Uh, but there can still be a large amount of reconciliation and forgiveness there. And I believe it has happened. And uh, this man I ran into on Thursday, uh, I just sense that's another aspect of the forgiveness, another step that's going to happen. But full reconciliation very often is not going to happen. Yeah. Well, in in some ways, so forgiveness is a big part of that. But and there, there's another level that even gets into it with when we talk about God. We sang about it right after the sermon, but grace plays a huge part in all of this too. Like not only did yeah. he forgive us, but then he shows us grace. So he not only sort of distances us from who we were, you know, and forgives, but then he gives us what we don't deserve on top of it. Yeah. You know, he makes us alive with Christ with yeah. him. And it's just like, man, so then it's another, even another level there. That's kind of like that Amish family I told about. Yeah. They not only forgave, they were raising money for the man's family. So that's almost going an extra step beyond forgiveness. Yeah. That to me is an incredible story. Yeah. Uh, you know, have your children killed and you forgive the man and raise money for his family. Yeah. So great testimony to, uh, to the goodness of God. Yeah, for sure. Um, was there anything else you had that you felt uh, like was extras? Was... I thought uh, the thought, the motives behind forgiving. You can forgive someone to benefit myself, to free myself. And uh, research has shown that that actually does help for your mental health and, and everything. But then there's also the reason to forgive because you empathize with the other person mm. and the benefits are so much greater. It's harder, takes more time. But uh, I think we need to keep that in mind when we're going through the process of forgiveness. Uh, you know, Jesus had compassion on that person. And I know, you know, several people talked to me after the sermon about dealing with an ex, uh, ex-spouse, divorce and all that. Uh you and it's probably harder to empathize if especially if, if there's real tension maybe some mistreatment of the kids or something like that too but uh, empathy is a big part in doing the better part of forgiveness you know so i thought that was critical there were so many things that oh, i could go a little farther with this go a little farther with this and i'm just hoping it kind of becomes an impetus for people to do what they need to do and there's some people probably need counseling to uh to deal with forgiveness issues. I mean, I, I had to get some yeah. for that. Well, and that's going to be our big encouragement this year to, I, yeah. you know, and it's already, it's already, I feel like from conversations I've had and exploring this for our church and what that will look like moving forward here. But the, you know, all of the, the bad feelings, the hesitations about getting help mm-hmm. and other people knowing that, like all of that stigma has got has lessened so much yeah as it is anyway but i mean we're just getting to the place where it's like we all need help it's okay to need help and to get help you know when you have bad teeth you go to a dentist yeah if you need help 
you know, in emotional ways, you go to a counselor. It's just, it is much more common and much more accepted today. And I I mean, that's healthy. What would I think about you if you refused to go to the dentist? Yeah. To be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Either way, um, I do think just uh, with the empathy thing, I almost feel like it just shows for us because I, and if I'm trying to empathize with you, you know, if we've got a brokenness in our relationship and I'm sitting down with you and I want to empathize to be able to fully empathize well, I just have to listen. Yeah, very much so. And I, and sometimes like I need some time, (laughs) you know, like if the wound is fresh, if it's, you know, and, and so even there, I mean, there's just this idea of even sometimes, and you and I have been a part of this in different occasions, but as pastors, like sometimes just a mediator, yeah, you know, being able to have someone who can be unbiased sit down with you so that you can be heard. Because I can't empathize with you if I can't hear you right. and understand where you're coming from. Right. But sometimes my own anger yeah. and my own bitterness and my own hurt won't allow me to yeah. unless someone makes me. Yeah. Um, so, so empathy is hard. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of another, I could use another illustration yesterday, practical things to do. One is to write the offense on your hand in ink and then wash it. Well, it's not going to go away right away, but it's several washings, which reminds you, okay, this is going to take time. It's going to take some work to do that. It's not easy to do that, but eventually it will get better. Uh, because there's, there's a difference between decisional forgiveness. I'm making a decision, which is good, but then that emotional forgiveness. And that's where the washing, that's, that's the hard, long process of it. Yeah. And that's where sometimes I think counseling is a good thing. Yeah. And or, prayer. Yeah. Prayer. I think when I think of that, that washing over time, you know, <clears throat> and that's kind of our thing right now, our prayer challenge, 515. Yep. You know, it was just saying like, if you are in a habit of praying for these people every yeah. day, you'll find yourself caring about them more, exactly. loving them more. And so sure. it's like, man, if I'm going to God to wipe this away yeah. on a regular basis, pray for your enemies slowly over time, you know, yeah. it, it will. And that was probably my favorite moment. We, we can kind of end up on that, but my, one of my favorite moments last night at our volunteer banquet was everybody's kind of getting their food Mm-hmm. It's early on. Five fifteen rolls around, and I'm yeah. standing up by the stage. Some people have their food. Some people are still waiting. Five fifteen rolls around, and I hear all these phone alarms start going off, and I was like, "Yes, yes, that, that is was, awesome." That was cool. It was just, it was just that reminder to all yeah. of us that like we're praying, yeah. we're all praying together, and so you got a good church doing that. You got a good church here, Ryan. Yeah, you really do. No, this we're, is we're the, blessed. We really are. <laughs> it's incredible to be a part of. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, uh, that, that's all we've got for today. So, uh, next week I am thirsty is, uh, is our text. Uh, It's our, our word from Jesus. And, uh, we will have a special guest here, uh, with me next week. I'm not special. So, well, you're special. Okay. Thanks. In your own way. (laughs) So, um, but somebody who hasn't been on the podcast before. Okay. Next week. So we'll say it that way. All right. Have a great week, everybody.